Oh, hey, what up fam? Welcome back to the Energy Exchange Podcast. And I am so excited for you to hear today's Energy Exchange with Matt Maruka. And Matt is one of the most brilliant minds in health and wellness. And the crazy part about it is he's only 21 years old. Matt is also the founder of Raw Optics. And this is a brand that I am a huge fan of. I wear their blue light blocking glasses every single night. And I met Matt for the first time three years ago at a health and wellness conference called Paleo FX in Austin, Texas. And it's been amazing to watch him on his journey and the impact that he's creating in the world right now is absolutely incredible. It's inspiring. And I know you're going to get tremendous value from today's show. And what I decided to do was similarly to last week, I am leaving in all of the behind the scenes from when we spoke before being on air. And I just think it's a cool perspective and cool conversation for you to listen to. Um, we talk about things relating to our personal lives, our businesses, and I think you'll get a kick out of it. But if you do want to skip through, I won't be offended. So we start the actual show at 14 minutes. So feel free to just fast forward to 14 minutes. But if you want to be entertained by some small talk and, and some other stuff, feel free to tune into the whole thing. And as always, I appreciate your energy so much. Thank you so much for spending some of your day with me. It genuinely means the world. And I'll talk to you soon. Peace. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Energy Exchange podcast. I am your host and chief energy officer, Jeremy Abramson. And ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I am so fucking juiced for today's guest. We got Matt Maruka in the building. And Matt is the founder and CEO of Raw Optics. And after struggling with health issues from a young age, jumping from standard medical drugs to homeopathic doctors and various diets without really experiencing any significant improvement, he learned about the power of mitochondria, the engines that power our cells, and that melatonin is the hormone that repairs them, keeping us energized, healthy, and young. And Matt began to wear these special glasses to block the wavelengths of light that disrupt sleep the most. And they worked wonders, allowing him to get naturally tired in the evenings, even when he was around artificial light. However, he didn't feel confident wearing them because they looked a little goofy. So guess what Matt did? Matt scratched his own itch and created raw optics. And raw optics combines the most advanced blue light blocking lens technology in the world with attractive lenses. So you never have to make a choice between style and optimal health. And a quick side note, I first met Matt when he just launched his company three years ago in Austin, Texas at Paleo FX. And I'm so stoked, Matt, to have you on the show, my dude. Dude, I'm so stoked to be here. The energy, you're the chief energy officer. I love it. I'll be the, uh, I'll be the chief, uh, 
energy officer of my company in the future too. That's such a great way to put it. You already are, my that. dude. I guess I am. Yeah, I'm gonna just. I'll just have to change my title. I guess it's still CEO. Just no one's gonna know the difference. But hey, it's a pleasure okay. to be on the show, dude. Really cool to ch- really cool to chat with you. Thanks for having me on. Oh yeah, bro. I'm so glad we're connecting. Let's jump right in. I mean, there's very few people that I know, especially at your age. You just turned 21, so happy belated, and oh, thank that, you. that have the passion for health and wellness that you have. So take us back to some of those struggles you had as a younger child and, and what really inspired you to take this path you have. Dude, well, thanks for asking, man. It was a struggle when I was in high school and even before, I just always had these gut issues. I had these headaches. I had these allergies, just things that were not part of really how life should be in my evaluation, you know, and, but I didn't know that at the time. It actually took me starting to get really bad acne breakouts when I was in high school, uh, just getting into freshman year thinking like, this is like, I don't want this stuff on my face. You know, what is this, you know? And so I started researching and started learning about, um, the paleo diet. I just came across it through a couple like search terms and it was like, you could heal your acne and your skin by healing your gut but you can also heal all these other things that I didn't even know could be healed because I thought it was all genetic. There's this whole model in Western medicine that all of the stuff that we experience in our bodies is the result of what our genes show and that you can't change that, that it's just all genetic. And this isn't true. And that's what I started learning from the paleo people is there's this whole science of epigenetics, which is how certain genes are turned on and off, which is affected by our lifestyle, by our environment. And their main focus was on how diet affects our epigenetics. But I learned later on after like what you described, which is really well put from my story there, you know, I was trying all these different diets, different things, and not getting the results that I really felt were possible, right? So I learned about mitochondria. I learned about how these are the cellular engines that process our food and make our diets useful. And the main driver of mitochondrial function, the main thing that optimizes them in our bodies is light exposure from the environment, especially sunlight exposure, full spectrum sunlight. And you weren't probably getting a lot of that growing up in PA, right? Growing up in Philadelphia. Yeah. And even, you know, the thing is too, it's, it, it almost, it wasn't even so much the location because there's plenty of sun, even in the winter, there's plenty of light, natural light every day. You have at least eight hours of natural light, many places on earth. It's really, you don't need to be sunbathing to be getting the benefits of natural light, which is a common misconception. It's really as simple as going outdoors. You're getting this full spectrum of light. Yes. It's more powerful in the summer. So people feel the effects a lot more. They get that mood boost. They get that whole boost. But, um, I wasn't getting a lot of light, not even so much because of Philadelphia, but because I never went outside because I lived this indoor lifestyle because no one ever told me that being indoors all the time actually is horrible for your body. Like your parents say, play outdoors, go outdoors, get in the sun. Like they don't say get in the sun, but they say go outdoors. And yet no one is talking about how important that is from a biological standpoint because of how important full spectrum sunlight is to our body and on the other side of the coin, how damaging being on a screen or under artificial lighting all day, but especially on screens, actually is for our hormones, our brain development, our productivity, our cognitive function, our energy levels, our repair, our gains, whatever your goals are, artificial light destroys them 
because it destroys our body's natural circadian rhythm, which is the rhythm that controls our sleep and wake. Like if you don't have good sleep, it's hard to accomplish your goals, no matter what they are, because the sleep is what helps repair all of our cellular machinery so that we can generate the energy that we need to advance our goals. And that's why this became so important for me, focusing on light. And that's where I've been focused ever since the last like five years. And then it was just like, how do I make a business so that I can focus not on spending my hours working to make a paycheck, but focus on spending my hours learning to educate, you know, and have the business being like a fund, the fundraiser for that in a sense. I love it, brother. And we'll definitely dive deeper into the business aspect later on. I'm curious to know when you implemented some of those paleo principles did you notice a huge difference with your acne? I did actually. So that's the thing is that that story that um, that we have there that you were uh, sharing is is maybe a little bit exaggerated because I noticed I did notice some significant changes in my acne, in my energy, in how I felt. It's just that it didn't take me as far as I I thought that I could go. Once my mind was open to like whoa, I can be optimally healthy. I can have abundant amounts of energy where literally I feel like I could chew through wood every day. And I didn't feel that yet, but I kind of, it became part of my awareness of what's possible. And so um, that's why I kept searching. But I wouldn't tell anyone like, uh, you know, diet doesn't matter. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say, you know, your exercise doesn't matter because it all helps and it all matters. It's just that there's this whole other world of potential available to us because of this huge disconnect between where we're living now and where we used to live and what we evolved in. And if we can start to bridge that gap to get closer to where we were and the environment that we evolved in that helped actually develop the human brain, like think about this, you know, there was a time in human history where we lived in an environment that was so energy rich that it literally powered forward the development of the human brain. And now we're not just in a place where we're like maintaining that high level energy environment to maintain the brain. We're actually losing it. Like we're getting, our brains are getting, our brains are shrinking. They've been shrinking for a long time. Our brains are getting smaller by generation. Our Brains are actively failing within the generations, like Alzheimer's disease, anxiety, depression, bipolar disorder, all, uh, all these other diseases like autism and children. Our brains aren't just not moving forward, they're actually falling back. And it's acute. It's not just like, it's not just because it's already been happening gradually for thousands of years, but now it's happening acutely within a lifetime. We don't even have enough energy to power our brains. So the, the, the reason that this is so interesting, you know, and it goes so far beyond just our diet is that like we evolved as these energetic organisms, you know, life uses energy to survive. We evolved in an energy rich environment that again, allowed us to achieve a certain level of complexity. And my favorite analogy for this is if you think about a government that as its population grows, it has a bigger and bigger tax base to take taxes from. And so say it has a $10 trillion tax base. It's a lot. It's able to build $10 trillion annually worth of infrastructure to build, maintain programs, social programs, all this other stuff. You cut that tax base in half immediately, and yet it still has all that infrastructure in place. It's going to have to basically decomplexify that infrastructure and those programs to meet what it has. So we're literally just like that. We evolved in certain energy-rich environments with certain substrates, minerals, uh, certain fats, certain 
organic materials to use plus a ton of energy. And then the earth's magnetism and all these physical forces, water, sunlight, magnetism that allowed our cells to evolve to these complex uh, functions. And we've cut that funding basically by moving to an indoor lifestyle. Additionally, we've cut it by eating bad food, by not doing the kind of outdoor movement that we need to do, but everyone's getting that stuff dialed in, but, or not everyone, but a lot of people are starting to focus on that and get that dialed in. And some people have really gotten it dialed in, but very few people are looking at the light, which is one of, if not the, in my opinion, it's the main driver of all biology. In fact, it's not even my opinion. Factually, light is the main driver of all biology on earth. Everyone knows that if we didn't have the sun, there would be no life on earth. It is the main driver of all the energy that we get from the food we eat because of all food comes from photosynthesis at the root, at the base. Everything we eat was either a plant that was made from sunlight and water and carbon dioxide or an animal that ate a plant that was made from sunlight, water, and carbon dioxide. And we get that indirectly, that light from food but we always have gotten it directly from the sun as well. And food was like an additional energy source. So it's like, there's this, again, like I said, a whole other world of this possibility for us to achieve, to get our bodies, not even like beyond where our evolutionary past was, but just getting back to that baseline. And that baseline is pretty freaking awesome. Like the, the feats of humans back in the day, like if you read Lewis and Clark's journals, the, the, the physique of the native Americans, the stuff they were able to accomplish, they could sprint for like miles straight. And keep yeah. up with a, an active gal. mitochondria. Matt, Dude. Matt, Matt, real quick, bro. Yeah, um, that's, because you that's just all I had to say. You just, you just, <laughs> no, I know it's not all you had to say, but you just dropped so much, <laughs> so many knowledge bombs. So I want to dissect a little of these things. Uh, Let's do it. Yeah, deeper. Because what you said is so true about this indoor lifestyle. You know, this is pre-COVID numbers. 93% uh, of the time that Americans are living is spent indoors, whether that's in their home, their office, which has now become their home, and in their car. And that is a problem. So, so a, couple, a couple questions for you. Now, what exactly is it about the sun that is so beneficial? So we talked about how it sets your circadian rhythm. Um, we talked about how it really supports your mitochondrial health. And then obviously there's the vitamin D component, right? So, so where would you really uh, lean on in, t- in terms of the biggest benefits of the sun? Yeah, it's a fantastic question. So I would lean on just the overarching uh, principle that the sun is like a free energy source. So like life, you know, and I like to get into the detail, but I'll keep it high level. And then you can always go deeper where you want. Life started in these vents at the bottom of the ocean as basically this, there was like a spark, just like for a fire, there's a spark. Life was sparked by a certain series of uh, physical circumstances at the, in these vents at the bottom of the oceans that were spewing out this hot fluid from inside of the earth. And basically the energy coming from inside of the earth, which is this heat energy, infrared light energy at the core caused the water in these vents to get structured in certain ways and also caused these reactions to start to happen between carbon and hydrogen that were present in these vents. And this carbon and hydrogen reacting started to create what they call organic molecules, the first organic molecules that began to structure themselves just based on physics, not that they have any 
let's say, conscious choice of this. It's, you could call it God, like just this intelligence, or you could call it the universe. You could call it the laws of physics. For me, God, the universe, and the laws of physics are the synonyms for the same thing. Um, but that intelligent force, again, laws of physics or God of the universe was pushing this uh, structuring forward based on the, the laws of physics, let's say, that what, whatever was energetically favorable, these molecules started reacting, forming new uh, molecules and compounds and structuring into these uh, basically primitive cells. And these cells were kind of dependent on this energy in these hydrothermal vents at the bottoms of the ocean. But eventually, they sort of had these innovations that allowed them to carry these, this reaction of life onward out of the vents. So it was like the initial spark started in these events, but the reaction moved on from there. And basically what that reaction is, is life takes molecules or atoms or particles that want to react together and form something that is a more higher level, let's say, uh, structure. And that's more energetically favorable for the universe. But can't without a little bit a bit of an investment so think about like any investment you've ever made like you see an opportunity but it needs a bit of a push like a financial push or some advising or consulting you put the push in and it could go way beyond where it was before with that little investment you just have to get it over the hump and then it can really blow up and so the same thing happens with a lot of particles or molecules in the universe and molecules and atoms there's like for example for us it's it's uh, oxygen and hydrogen. So there's all this hydrogen that's present because when sunlight hits the earth and plants do photosynthesis, it causes the hydro it causes water to be split. And the water is now split into hydrogen and oxygen. And the hydrogens are stored and in high at a high energy state in a plant or in a food or in the fat of an animal that eats that plant. And the hydrogens are energized because of that sunlight that caused it to split from the oxygen. And now the oxygen the plants breathe back out into the universe. And then what happens is that there's this energy potential holding these two things apart. What we can do is we can eat that hydrogen fuel source that's stored in that plant or in that fat. We can eat that as like an energy investment and then breathe in the oxygen, which also takes an energy investment and cause them to re react back together. And then we get that sunlight energy that initially split them apart. It's pretty freaking awesome. That's stored basically in the electrons of that hydrogen and in the charge differential between the hydrogen and the oxygen that want to react back together. And so like, that's what life does. It finds these opportunities to take advantage of, puts in that investment, gets them back together. It, it'd be kind of like an investor seeing that there's one business partner who's just floating around trying to look for a good gig and someone who's stuck in a business and he goes to them, he says, I'll pay you a million bucks to leave your business, work with this other dude and make something even greater. That's basically what life does. So the point is that we're doing this reaction all the time to basically the whole purpose of it is to extract energy of it that's available. So don't you think if you get, once you get out of the vents and you get up to the surface of the ocean and there's this massive ball of effectively free energy, don't you think that this energy investor would take advantage of it? Like, don't you think that if an investor found an investment opportunity that was literally free money, they wouldn't go all in with that, right? And that's basically what life did. Life went all in with using light energy from the sun to build more complexity in our systems because it didn't even have to really do any work to get this light energy. So we started to evolve more complex by 
taking advantage of the energy from the sun to drive more processes. And today, so this is more of the higher level theory and we can, we will get into the exact things. But the, the reason it's so important is because what that means for us is every single protein, enzyme, basically molecule in the body, basically every molecule on earth has, and in the universe has certain spectrums of light that it absorbs particularly effectively. And so in our body, what this means is when we absorb certain wavelengths of light, for example, a certain protein absorbs a certain range of light and another protein absorbs a different range. When it absorbs that range of light, it has more energy to carry out whatever process it needs to carry out. Any reaction that it's involved in can proceed more quickly. Light provides free energy, again, just like free money in an investment standpoint that allows you to get to your goals faster and, and do things more efficiently. So we built this whole complex organism on the free energy from sunlight. And so we got up to this super high level, like I talked about the government example, and now millions and actually billions of years later is kind of like the first time in our evolutionary history where we've actually moved out of sunlight completely. Like we're indoors behind walls, glass, windows, contact lenses, sunglasses all the time. And we're depriving ourselves of that full spectrum sunlight. So you already actually hit the most important factors like blue light from the sun, that, that range affects our sleep and our circadian rhythm to dial in the timing of all the systems in the body. Red light and infrared light optimize our mitochondrial energy production. They also optimize the structure of our cellular water. Ultraviolet light optimizes our, uh, or allows us to produce vitamin D. We have to get, you know, you can supplement it, but there's good data that shows that it's not nearly as effective uh, for many reasons. One of the main ones being that the sun does so many other things in the process of vitamin D production besides just getting that end product. And so if you just take the end product and put it in your bloodstream, you're not getting all of those other benefits of the light uh, that are involved in that process, some of which are known about, many of which aren't even fully researched because there's still so much more research to do in this field. But so ultraviolet does that. Ultraviolet light also has the benefit of basically causing um, an increase of vasodilation. So it causes our blood to release, our blood vessels to release something called nitric oxide, which re and people in the workout world, especially, are maybe familiar with nitric oxide. It helps enhance performance. It I gets eat your blood every day for that shit, bro. It gives you great. It gives you great uh, boners as well. It improves that exactly because it improves your vasodilation. And so, right. dude, sunlight. You don't need beats. Beats help for sure. But sunlight liberates, helps to liberate the nitric oxide we already have in our blood vessels. This causes the blood to flow more freely, and it allows the blood to even come to the surface to absorb more light into the water in the blood. And so it's like this super powered system where we literally get in the sun and our blood comes to the surface, just like a tree can angle its leaf towards the sun to get more light. And then when you get too much, your brain sends you signals, okay, I'm too hot, or your skin starts to get too hot, you get in the shade. But many people, their signals in their brain are messed up because they're wearing sunglasses, so they're not getting the right signal anymore. And so they'll stay out and cook themselves and get themselves skin cancer, or get themselves French fried. So many. So those places. are some of the big things. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I appreciate I appreciate you like going going to the origins of this universe to <laughs> to give that explanation. Um, and and just what you said because. Dude, I live here in Miami and I'm sure you kind of see the same thing sometimes in San Diego, like tourists come here and I feel like this is how a majority of Americans get their sunshine is literally they're in a cold climate, whether it's the Midwest, the Northwest, 
they take like a weekend getaway to Miami and they literally just fry themselves all day in the sun after not getting any exposure to the sun for the previous two or three months. So number one, what, what link is there? Because as far as I'm concerned, I know there's higher rates of depression and suicide in climates such as like Oregon and Washington, where they don't have as much sun exposure uh, during those winter months. And the second part of that question is, are there ideal times and like doses? And obviously I'm sure it's different for people, but you know, we mentioned a lot of people are concerned with like skin cancer and stuff like that. So, so what are a couple precautions people can take? Yeah, these are great questions. So we'll start with the uh, depression and everything. So the cool thing is that we actually can see that we have these, you know, ancestral peoples who did evolve in low sunlight regions, even Europe. I mean, Europe, most of Europe is further north than Oregon. If you, if you can imagine, like if you look at the latitudes of Europe, the southernmost point of Spain is the same latitude as basically Virginia. So it's like, really, you'd think the south of Spain was like the same as Florida, but it's not. Florida is way more tropical than the south of Spain. If you look at a map on the uh, latitude lines, the latitude of Florida is like equal to that of the south of Morocco. It's really far south. So, you know, yeah. So, so if you look at a map, Europe, here's the United States, Europe is shifted north, you know, Mm. like for example, the latitude of um, even London is really, really far north compared to all of the United States. So anyhow, we know that people have thrived in these low light areas for long periods of time, like all of European history basically was in these places. And so they never had like very strong tropical sunlight and they did okay. Like they didn't, they had of course infectious diseases like they always did throughout history, like the plague and this and that. But they didn't have these chronic modern diseases like heart disease and cancer and diabetes. They were barely even heard of. Um, Even when when things were being documented in the late 1800s, early 1900s, these things were not very common. Uh, Sometimes people will say, oh, you know, well, we see more skin cancer now because we're measuring it more. But that's not true. The medical field was very advanced, even in the early 1900s. And these things just did not happen. You know, but again, people always use the cop out and say, oh, it it all just, it all happened. You know, they just didn't know it at the time. Like kids had as much autism way back when people just didn't know what it was called. That's not true. Like this, these rates have skyrocketed even in the last 50 years, even since World War II, all of these diseases have been skyrocketing. But anyhow, so the point is that people can, people can do really well in low light areas. As long as they're getting a ton of light or a good amount of light, like living an outdoor lifestyle during the summer. And then in the winter, you're still getting light. You just have to go outside, you know, like there's a, there was good, uh, a really interesting study a while ago that was in a book I read where these people, it was about sunlight and these people like had seasonal affective disorder and they, I believe 33 participants, they took an hour walk every morning, even on a cloudy winter day. And for 32 out of 33 participants, this eliminated their seasonal affective disorder, just getting outside for an hour or two every morning, even on a cloudy and gray day, there's still plenty of light coming out. So that is really, really good stuff for people to know. And people can just do that shit so easily, bro. Like, especially in the environment we're living in now, you know, where there's so many calls, so many zooms, it's just being conscious. Like, yo, I've been inside for the last three hours. It's probably a good idea for me to go outside, take a walking meeting and, and, 
that's also going to boost your creativity. I know Stanford did a study in 2017 that showed a 10 minute walk can boost your creativity by up to 60%. So, yo, fam, I am sorry to interrupt today's show, but I promise it's for a good reason because the mission of this podcast is to inspire and empower you to take full ownership of your health and happiness. And the best way to do that is to process and actually learn the information that you are gathering in today's show. So I literally want you to text me right now with the biggest takeaway, the biggest download that you have had so far. I'm not joking, I'm being dead serious. I wanna know what actions you're gonna take in your life to create a brighter future for yourself. So text me right now at 1786-321-0278. This is not some gimmick. This is me. And I actually want to gather as much information on what is meaningful for you. So please help me help you create the best show possible. I love you so much, fam. Text me right now, 786-321-0278. Now, let's get back to the show. Um, so many benefits with that, but continue yeah. on that. Well, that's super powerful. So yeah, hundred percent. I believe that people who are, you know, having depression and all these issues, I do believe that that is largely driven by really poor light exposure. Of course, it's not the only factor. If you're, you know, if you have toxic belief systems and you are never taking time to evaluate that and meditate and do all these sorts of things, like you're probably, you might not be able to solve all of that with light. You know, that's something that I learned almost, yeah, recently was that, you know, I've been trying to use light for a long time to heal all of the um, health challenges I faced. And there were certain things that I just couldn't, let's say, get to budge that were related to sort of chronic stress, chronic fear, like a fear sort of state that I grew up in just because of certain, you know, circumstances from my youth and learning from a guy like Joe Dispenza that, you can't necessarily do everything from the physical external world. Sometimes you need to go inward and actually unwind these old belief systems, which I'm sure you're very familiar with that kind of work. So right here, that's bro. also like a good disclosure. There you go, dude. So powerful. His you're the workshops man. are unreal too. Oh, you've been, I yeah. want to go. Yeah. They're fire. So, so that's, that's the kind of stuff that to me is I want to disclaim that this isn't the answer for everything. There's that, that is, in my opinion, the meditation, the inner light work, because that's working on your inner light, not your outer light. That is the only other thing that I think is as high leverage or more high leverage for health than dialing in your external light environment. So anyhow, um, with that being said, combining the external light work with the internal light work is really, really powerful for people who have these issues. And some people who live in a really cloudy gray climate, like you might just want to try to get somewhere where you can get more sun. Cause even if you're doing the internal light work, having the external light can really help kickstart that process. It can just make it so much easier. And then you could go back to wherever, if you really want to live in Oregon or whatever and, pro and, and be just crushing it. So anyhow, that's kind of my thought on, on the depression and stuff. There's good data. Again, everyone really knows that sunlight boosts your mood and it's because of the way light affects via our eye. This is another reason why wearing sunglasses is so bad. It, it happens through our eye more than through our skin, way more through our eye because the eye is the main receptor for light of the whole body. The skin's more of like 
protective system, a protective organ from the environment. Sure, it has plenty of mechanisms for assimilating light, but the eye is really the main assimilator in the body. And there's even a biblical verse that says, if, if your eye is clear, then your whole body will be full of light. And if your eye is unclear, then your whole body will be full of darkness. And that dark, basically something like, and how great is that darkness? Like it's, it's like, if you're, if your eye basically wearing sunglasses, you're blocking light. And now I'm sure the Bible sunglasses didn't exist, but it's more of a, it's both metaphorical, but also really grounded in like physical truth, that particular verse. Uh, Matt, let me cut you off real quick. Yeah, I think, that's, I, think, I think it's also funny, dude, how our society just really prioritizes um, fashion over function. You know, sunglasses, right? People are dropping $500, $1,000, $1,500 on a, a pair of Oakleys or Gucci shades, whatever. And it's actually detrimental to their health. People are buying shoes, you know, like, like recently I see people like here in Miami, bro, it's a different world. Um, you have to come see this. Like people wear the most ridiculous shoes, like Balenciaga and they're like $1,600 and it's literally like this high. So they're destroying their feet, their posture, their arch. And, and I feel like our society really prioritizes that unfortunately. And then I wanted to also, before you move on to answer the, the next part of the question, you know, talking about like uh, the different hormones and neurotransmitters that are related to sun exposure. I'd love for you to touch on that. And then also something that I've been implementing, um, I try to do this every morning and every evening is just sun gazing. Um, Good man, yeah. So like as soon as the sun rises, I gaze at it for three to five minutes um, while I hydrate. And then the same thing, you know, I'm so, so privileged that I get both of them from my balcony. Wow. And yeah, bro. And, 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 you know, activating things like the pineal gland and, and that helps release melatonin. So I know I just threw a lot at you. No, I got um, it. Yeah. Perfect. So sun, starting with sun gazing, this is a really cool practice, something that honestly I'm excited to learn more about because the, um, the amount of research on the subject and historical knowledge is so powerful that I'm just almost, I still feel like a grasshopper with all of this research. But in, in effect, like the ancient Egyptians and other people like this practiced the art of sun gazing because they knew that it would basically enhance a lot of things in the body. And the reason why is because it's the only time of day when it comes right over the horizon and before it sets that you can look directly at the light and let it go directly into the retina. And this is the most powerful, surefire way to set your circadian rhythm so your brain knows what time of day it is. And so this is why Dr. Cruz, who we mentioned earlier when we were talking offline, is such uh, an adamant proponent of watching the sunrise every single day. Because in a world with artificial light, where our circadian rhythms are getting shot all the time, getting sunrise right on your retina is the best thing to make sure the timing of all of your systems are dialed in that combined with eating a, a high protein breakfast he recommends within 30 minutes of rising is ridiculously powerful. I don't always do the, the high protein breakfast within 30 minutes of rising, especially if I'm like in the ocean surfing and I'm getting a ton of light uh, because I'm up for more than 30 minutes in the morning doing my morning routine meditation surfing. But you know, the, another cool thing people can do though is meditate before the sun comes up and then you know, if you did want to do that, uh, 
protein breakfast. But anyhow, it's, it's really powerful because again, it activates our circadian rhythm. It's optimizing our, the stimulus there that does lead to the hormone production and all of that stuff. So, and, and people have known that uh, throughout the history that people who sun gaze actually even have larger pineal glands. They've been able to observe that through brain scans and stuff. So it's really, really powerful. Some would even argue a larger pineal gland because it's a third eye. It means that your connection to source, your intuition, your consciousness is way, way more dialed in, which is you really say, powerful. You say pineal gland? Uh, well, p- pineal, you can really say pineal or pineal. Both are. So both pineal, are. no. Pineal, pineal. Pine- I, pineal gland. Yeah, pineal I think gland. that's that's right. Pineal gland. Yeah, you could say both pineal or pineal. I could be pronouncing it wrong, to be honest with you. I'd love to actually Google that. But um, so, but yeah, it's, it's spelled P-I-N-E-A-L. So we're both on point with that. But <laughs> so, yeah, that, that is uh, super here. I'm actually going to just see what Google pineal gland pronunciation Let's see what Google has to say. So anyone who goes out and you want to teach the world, you can get it properly. All right. How to Joe, save pineal. Yeah. Joe Dispenza has a whole chapter in his book about the pineal gland. Oh yeah. That's so funny. All right. I'm skipping this ad. I'm, I'm going to get this right now. Pineal. Matt, you're fucking up the flow of our show, my dude. Nah. You're ruining everything. Pineal or pineal. I got it. Boom. So it's both pineal or pineal. Hey, we're both right. There you, exactly. there you have it, folks. If you're listening right now, maybe you have an addiction or obsession with being right. Understand that there's oftentimes multiple different paths <laughs> to get to the same answer and same journey. So um, that's proof of it right there. So continue. There we go. Yeah, no, I had to do that. That's so worth it for anyone listening to this so they can pronounce it right. All right. So both are right. Well put. So, so leading from the sun gazing into the hormones, it's just like we described earlier the precursor molecules for our hormones and neurotransmitters are these amino acids. Um, Well, hormones, the precursor is cholesterol. And for our neurotransmitters, it's these amino acids. And so all of these molecules, cholesterol and amino acids, actually absorb certain wavelengths of light. So basically, when they absorb these certain wavelengths of light, they're more easily converted into the following form that they need to become, which is our neurotransmitters or our, our hormones. So just by laying in the sun, letting that light hit our skin, which is where we make cholesterol into vitamin D, but it's also where our, you know, the, the same thing can kind of um, be stimulated for our sex hormones and stuff, especially if you get the light, red light on your balls. That's been shown to increase testosterone by up to 300%. So is that something you do? I try to sunbathe naked as much as I can, but uh, it's, it's, you know, in the world, if you don't have a, a very private spot, it can be challenging, but I have a red light panel that I'll use and I'll shine on my balls. Yeah. And it's very, very powerful. I have this huge red light juice. Is that panel. a juve? Yeah. It's pretty big. So I can like, you know, get it on. It's, it's unplugged right now, but yeah, I could, uh, shine feels on my so phone. good. Yeah. It's really nice. But you know, for me, it doesn't, they don't even compare to the sun. But if I don't have sunlight, they're if I don't have sunlight, they're very nice. So yeah, so that's really where the light comes in as far as our hormones. It's just getting that light helps accelerate that these reactions. That's why it literally takes two seconds, not even. You go outside, as soon as the light hits your eyes and your skin, you can have a huge mood boost just like that, like in the blink of an eye. Is it vitamin so vitamin D is a precursor for serotonin, right? Uh, no, I don't, I don't think it is. This, the precursor for serotonin would be tryptophan, which is an amino acid. But, uh, you know, there's, pr- there are, I, I am not 
immediately familiar with any, but there are very likely studies that link vitamin D with serotonin because you get them both optimized when you're in the sun. So right. it would make a lot of sense that those two are linked together. Um, and if there aren't studies on that, I imagine there will be in the future. So, so that's really kind of the simple way to put it. The light is just so impactful and powerful. And it's just, at the end of the day, it's like, we can get in all these details, but most people have never even heard that light influences your body in the first place. Forget about how the extent to which it does it, which is ridiculous. It's so, so comprehensive. So it's really cool. So you had the second part of the earlier question was one was about, you know, how do people deal with the light in a low light environment? And the other part was how can you have a, what are the best practices, shall I say, for healthy sun exposure? Do you want me to get into that? I would love that. I think that's going to add a lot of value. I'm with you there. I agree completely. So there's, again, like you said, obviously it's going to be different for different people. And the main difference, of course, is your skin type. Because if you have lighter skin, you're designed or evolved in a lower light climate where you didn't uh, have as much sun and it was beneficial to have lighter skin, less melanin, so that you could absorb more light when you do have the light present. That just goes to show you how absurd the idea that sun causes skin cancer is. If the sun caused skin cancer, why would our skin have lost melanin so that we could absorb more ultraviolet light? Like, if UV light was so bad for us, our skin literally turned white so that we could get more of it. It honestly, like absurd. Yeah, and, it, and it honestly shows like how fucking dope and intricate our body is and how smart this whole system is. You know what I'm saying? It, it's incredible. It absolutely does. It, and it is incredible. And that, it just goes to that investor discussion, life being the energy investor. It's like you go to an environment that, you know, obviously Europe had advantages. There were open space where people could live, where they didn't have to compete with other tribes maybe. So it was a new land to colonize resources, food, you know, places to build co communities and cities and towns and villages and settlements. And yet there's less light. So you're going to adjust. Whereas in Africa, there's so much freaking sun all the freaking time that you need to protect from it. And it's the opposite. So now, okay, that protective mechanism isn't necessary. Okay, lighten up. And that's what, you know, obviously the Europeans did. Now, it's, what's also interesting too is that Inuits who also live super far north have really dark skin. They never developed the white skinned, adaptation. Now, one could argue there's many reasons for that. Like, for example, one might be that they just didn't have enough time in like the northern areas um, because, yeah, you know, they they weren't, well, it's, it's actually, it's really hard to theorize on that because no one really would know for sure. But one really interesting thing is that they consumed so much vitamin D from their seafood-based diet in those areas that actually it's very likely that they would have, because vitamin D isn't good to supplement from a drug, but if you're eating a ton of it from seafood and eating the eyes of fish and that kind of thing, that's pretty good. Yeah. Oh, I eat fish eyes. They're small. They're like, like a little jelly bean. What's the texture like? Gooey. It's delicious. Really? I mean, yeah, it's like, and then you swallow it. It's like, there's nothing really there. Think about a fish eye. It's tiny. It's eating, just crazy, bro. Like eating a fucking eye of a species. But It's but, pretty cool. But that's where all the nutrients are. The most omega-3s are in the eye and the skin. And the most um, of the vitamin D is in the eyes 
in particular. So, so that's really cool. Uh, but, but anyhow, so that could be one reason why like people in the North and Asia and the North Americas didn't adapt the lighter skin. Whereas the people in Europe who lived inland in like the Caucasus, which is now like Armenia, Georgia, South Russia, um, they did evolve that lighter skin there probably because they weren't eating as much seafood and they were eating more dairy and meat. So they weren't getting as much vitamin D that could be a reason. Again, that's more, that's more theorizing, but at the end of the day, we know it happened and it was an evolutionarily beneficial adaptation for people living in lower light environments who especially weren't eating a ton of, uh, you know, uh, seafood high in vitamin D. So with, with that being said, the reason that, that this is good and important for me to preface is that, people have different needs for sunlight. So someone with lighter skin of a European, for example, descent has a lower need for sunlight because of this adaptation. Someone from Africa or who has African descent or Asian descent or uh, American Native American descent has a much higher need for sunlight exposure because they evolved in a place where the light was present. Now, again, if you live in your native environment where we evolved, um, then it's not a big issue. But if, for example, with the horrible things that happened with slavery and people being transported in mass amounts to new places, like all of people who have African skin and got brought to the, like the United States and America, and there's obviously a bunch of cultural and racial tension, um, which is, you know, not, well, I want to say it's crazy that people are like, focusing on um the, the people are still perpetuating these like old belief these old belief systems and animosities and hatred because of skin color like it's just it's just absurd it doesn't it doesn't make sense that people are doing that but um and so it's, i think it's good that people are shining a light on you know that that needs to end uh, but so from a biological standpoint though like someone who has African descent skin and lives in like Chicago is very likely to have low vitamin D because their melanin protects them from that protects them from getting as much ultraviolet light to make the vitamin D. So people who have darker skin have to be much more cognizant about getting more light, uh, going somewhere further South if possible to get more light exposure or just getting outside more and being aware of the risks if they don't. Um, that the risk is a little elevated because for example, between the lightest skin color, like a light Irish person, for example, to like the darkest skin color, like a really dark skin Ethiopian person, for example, um, it takes six times longer, uh, or six times, I should say the, the person from Ireland makes same amount of vitamin D six times faster as this person in Ethiopia. So it's a really, really big difference. Um, but again, if you're in Ethiopia, you want the protection because there's too much light and you'll get cooked if you don't have that melanin to help dissipate all that infrared or that ultraviolet light and turn it into infrared, which is more safe. So that's, so that's why I share this all. Yeah. So, okay, perfect. That, that, that provides a lot of valuable context. So let's use that Irish person as an example or, or someone in that neck of the woods, right? And let's say they move out to Miami Beach right? And they have sun, sun all day, every day. So for someone like that, and we can even compare that to someone living in the Midwest, right? Like maybe it's someone who's born in the Midwest. Um, like I have a client in Indianapolis, very, very um, like white family, light skin. He comes to Miami, right? Like what, what would be a healthy practice for that if he was to move here? Um, if, if, if that makes sense. 
Yeah, that's a great question. So it would be the best is to like to basically not get sunburned. So sunburn is not good. It's kind of obvious almost. But if you get sunburned, you're doing damage to your body, basically. And so avoiding sunburn at all costs is really, really smart. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say at all costs, but you just got to be really careful. That's basically the point. So um, when I say that, the takeaway for your friend or client would be start with five minutes of exposure in the midday sun. And when I say midday, I mean, anytime after, depending on the time, it also varies from the time of year, but say it's the summer in Miami, the midday is from nine until four or 10 until three. Cause it's really strong at that latitude in the, in the summer, in the winter, the midday period might be more like 11 to three cause it's less strong. Um, you know, or 11 to two. But so again, depending on the time of year, depending on the UV index, which you can uh, look up or download an app called D minder to help you. It's like D minder to help you measure your, what, what, like an approximate amount of vitamin D you'd be making. Uh, or at least well, I just use it to tell what the UV index is. The point is I would start on five minutes of exposure in the strong sun per day, five minutes, maybe on each side of the body and then build that up each day. And in the end, I advocate that people get as much sun as their body feels that they want and can benefit from. So like if your body is asking you for two or three hours of sun or more in a day, I would highly recommend doing that, but only if you're not getting burnt. So if you've built a tan and your body's able to actually assimilate that light, that to me is a really, really great um, approach, shall we say really, really great approach. And so again, building up slowly, if you already have a good tan, then just go out, don't get burnt and just get as much as you want. But the key thing as far as timing goes is I always generally recommend the most healing beneficial times of the day for sunlight are the morning and the afternoon. Like for example, here right now, it's like after about 4 PM and before about 9 AM, the light is really warm uh, less ultraviolet, which again is good, but in excess can be damaging, but tons of infrared still, which is the really healing component of the, of the spectrum. So for me, that's the main kind of consideration is getting that morning light and afternoon light in ample quantities. Cause it's not going to cause sunburn and all the problems that would come from excess light. But then the midday is more useful for making vitamin D just cause it packs that extra punch of ultraviolet. And that's where you want to be careful. So I'd say almost like almost unlimited light in the first one to two hours of the day and last one to two hours of the day before, before and after sunset. Um, again, unlimited, unless you're burning but then, and even if you're not burning, even unlimited within the first three hours of the day and the last three hours of light of the day, but in the middle of the day, after the first two to three hours of each day and the last two to three, then I would say that's where you got to be careful. Again, if you're not burning, I would say you could get as much as you want, but right. for most people, it's going to be like, that's where you have to really be careful about that five minute build up each day, or even maybe you're a little more ambitious. You want to start with 10 or 15 and add five minutes from there. That's totally cool. If you have a base 10 to start with. But uh, if your white is pasty white, you might want to be very careful. Also, people need to know that, you know, they got to focus on their diet. You have to be eating like a, I would say like a paleolithic, you know, refined, uh, refined food free diet so that right. your, your skin isn't full of toxic omega-6 fats, things that aren't going to help you. Oils and exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, 
I, this is just like, we can, oh my gosh, every time you speak like four or five new questions arise. Um, I fucking love it, bro. This is, this is so powerful. And this is why you are literally the leader in this space. And, and it's so impressive, all of the knowledge that you continue to accumulate. And I'm just so excited to watch this journey. Thank continue. you, man continue evolving. So a couple things that I really just want people to be aware of because I see so many friends even putting toxic things on their skin, whether that be sunscreen or, you know, tanning oil, all of these things absorb into your bloodstream within 30 seconds. So really being conscious of the foods that you put in your body and the nutrients that you're putting on your skin, because that's ultimately food for your body as well. Um, so, so question, like in terms of sunblock and stuff like that, like what are your thoughts on that? Um, and then also, you know, tanning beds. Yeah, you know? great questions. I would say sunblock is like life block. It's like literally like the, just a, it's a horrible idea um, I mean, the idea is like protect yourself from the sun. And to me, it's like saying protect yourself from oxygen. It's like, no, mm. you can always, you could get too much oxygen, although it's kind of hard. It's a lot easier to get too much sunlight, but wearing sunscreen is just not a sensible thing to do when light is what drives our body. N not to mention that again, it, like you said, it's full of toxic chemicals usually, and it is absorbing right into our bloodstream and has been shown that a lot of the components of major sunscreens have been linked with causing cancer. So it's like, it's absurd that, that people even think this is a remotely good idea. Um, and that's kind of my stance on sunscreen. So I think it's absurd. Once you get enough sun, you go in the shade or you put a shirt on or a hat. You don't need to rub yourself full chock full of absurd. <laughs> it's like, if you didn't get enough sun, then you shouldn't be wearing sunscreen. And if you got enough sun, then you should be in the shade and not putting on nasty fucking chemicals so that you can get more sun when you shouldn't be getting more. And when you get it with, when you get sun with sunscreen on, it's no longer sun. It's just like, it's just like getting light coming through a pair of sunglasses all bets are off. You're so no you're, longer you're getting, the getting all those benefits now, right? Exactly. You're totally fucked. May I say, of, of course you can yeah. say that all you want. That's so that's basically the point. Sun, it's again, if you've gotten, if you haven't gotten enough sun, you should be not wearing sunscreen or sunglasses. And if you have gotten enough sun, you should be in the shade, not wearing sunscreen or sunglasses, or at least putting a shirt and a hat on long sleeve shirt and hat, you know, uh, or being in the water, for example, although you can still get burnt in the water. So you have to be careful, especially in a place like Miami where it's so strong this time of year. And yeah, so that's kind of the key. Um, I wouldn't put any of that stuff on ever. Like, I mean, you know, I take it back. The only time I use sunscreen is when I want to surf in the middle of the day because the waves are good. And I know that the sun is way strong and I've already gotten enough for the day. So what I would do then is I would take this mineral sunscreen called Monda wipe it all over my nose and then maybe a little bit here and here, wherever else I'm prone to burn and maybe even put a hat on too. 
And the thing is, it's mineral sunscreen, meaning it doesn't absorb. It's called non-nano zinc oxide. It's like the white stuff you see lifeguards have. It doesn't absorb. So when you're done with it, you actually have to wipe it off. Like it doesn't soak into your skin. And that's why I'm cool with using that. Um, But that's only for like the extreme or rare circumstance where someone's like really wants to do an activity that's out in the sun. Otherwise, like if I didn't have something I really wanted to do that also, again, I I could normally, I would normally wear a hat and not wear the sunscreen surfing. It's annoying to wear a hat. So you get the point. Yeah. That's the only reason I, that's the only time I'd really use it. And again, it's called non nano zinc oxide. This brand I use is called Manda M A N D A. And that's like all I would use. But again, that's not something you would ever, a jar is really small. Like you would not put it everywhere on your body because it's just for like the super sensitive areas. If you're surfing or something, you know, I don't ever really burn on my back or my shoulders. Um, unless for example, if I were to go to like Ecuador or Costa Rica right now and go out and cook myself, the only place I really burn is my face. And, uh, this one researcher, Dr. Wunsch, Alexander Wunsch, who's like one of the leading experts on light in the world from Germany. He told me that the, the concentration of melanin in our skin is different in different areas. So he said it's best to go off of the place that is the most sensitive as your marker. So like, since my face burns the easiest, if my face is burning, I use that as like, okay, like I got to I got to, you know, get in the shade or put on a hat or put on a long sleeve shirt. And it's, it's cool. You know what I mean? That's yeah. basically the deal. And I, and I love that because it all comes back to intuition and self-awareness and whether it's eating, whether it's moving your body, whether it's relationships, you know, your inner world, all of this requires intuition, which, which is supported, right, by opening up that pineal gland or pineal gland. And, and, and the sun's a huge, a huge proponent in that. So, so we talked a ton about light and we could continue going for hours. We're going to have to do a round two at some point. I definitely want to dive into raw optics and your journey, you know, as an 18 year old starting and launching this business and, and seeing this tremendous growth and the awareness these last three years, like talk to us about that and, 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 and we'll see the rabbit hole it takes us. Thank you. Yeah. Well, it's amazing. I should probably, um, I should probably answer this and then we wrap up, I'd say after that. And then we could, we should do a round two, I think at some point, I think that's a really good idea. So thank you for asking. Um, I have been blessed to have the people in my life who told me about uh, basically taking care of my health being important and then running into the right or finding the right people on the internet to learn more information from, from, you know, the paleo people, then this guy, Dr. Cruz and all the researchers he referred me to, and then eventually Dispenza, you know, like I'm blessed by that. And I'm blessed to have met people along the way in that process in the health communities who were telling me like a friend of mine, he said, you got to read these books about entrepreneurship, like total game changer. And I did. And I had this idea from reading Tim Ferriss's book, like, whoa, like I need to do this, build this online business where I can be location independent and do what I want to do. However I want to do it. Like, and so because of that, I was driven to get this business going. Um, but not just any business. I want to do a business that was helping people with the information I had learned. And to me, the more revenue that we generate means the more people that we're helping. And so we're looking to do that. And then I'm taking that, you know, uh, taking the benefit we're getting from growing the business 
into how can I focus on learning more and being of more service, educating more. Cause like, sure, I can learn all this information to help myself, but like, I'm going to die one day. You know what I mean? Like if I can help the society we're in so that you don't have a bunch of young kids getting slapped on with honestly, like I don't even feel that bad for adults. I hate to say it sometimes, but like people make these bad decisions because they bought into these old beliefs. And the thing is, I feel bad for people who know better or want to do better but they've been brainwashed. You know what I mean? And they think they're doing the best for themselves. I don't really, I mean, I kind of was going to say, I don't really feel bad for people who like, for example, I'll talk to people and they'll violently oppose this information. They'll be like, no, that's wrong. Like, you know, I can't believe that because I was taught this my whole life. Um, I guess the reason I'm sharing all this is like the thing that makes me the most, uh, driven is when I look at little kids or, or adults or anyone who, who wants to change, but they've been like led astray, but especially little kids getting sunglasses strapped on getting it toxified with sunscreen by their parents. Like it's disgusting. And it's like, I want to fix that. You know what I mean? Um, a lot of people could be helped by this information. So that's always what's been driving me and still does. And as far as the business goes, man, it was just like, I was wearing, as you said in, the, in my story a little bit, like I was wearing these blue blocking glasses as one piece of what I call the light diet to, you know, and for the purposes of this call, we won't go through all the steps of the light diet, but we've already hit all the main ones. It's watch the sunrise in the morning. Well, actually even before that sleep with the sun. So wear your blue blocking glasses. Once the sun goes down, your sleep uh, or night blue blocking glasses. Once the sun sets, don't use a ton of light and screens after the sun sets, even if you are wearing your glasses, because it's still not optimal. Uh, they, they reduce the risk by significantly, but it's still not optimal. Ideally, you're in a dark place with only candles or no light or, if, you know, red lights. And then you go to sleep early enough that you can wake up, watch the sunrise, get that sun gazing stimulus, whether it's 5, 4.30, 6, 6.37, watch that sunrise. And if it's cloudy, just go outside while the light's coming up. And then and let, let it hit your eyes and your face. And then that's step two. And step three is just live outdoors during the day as much as possible. And step eight of the light diet. So we're skipping four through seven for now. We'll talk about them later at another time. But uh, eight is to cultivate your inner light. So we've, we've talked all about that stuff. But the glasses are one of the simplest products, things that you can get to minimize the disconnect between where we are now and where we used to be in our evolutionary past with a healthy functioning circadian rhythm. But I always tell people because we're, we focus on, we care about people getting the maximum results. I tell people you got to get in the sun. You just got to do it in the morning, throughout the day, outside as much as you can protect your eyes and your skin. If you can from artificial light during the day when you're exposed indoors and at night. And that's basically the biggest hack. So yeah, I appreciate you asking such good questions, my man. Yeah, this homie. Awesome. I know. I know. We have to wrap up, but uh, but again, these blue light blockers for everyone watching the video. You guys see them? Look at how fucking sexy I look, though. Thank you. Yeah, here I got mine. And the reason I'm not wearing them, I I, I specifically we, we talked about this. I didn't want to wear them because I could um, talk about this. I'm getting the full spectrum of sun because you could, if you see that reflection there, I have this beautiful backyard uh, patio balcony area, and it's just super nice. And I don't have a window or anything here. It's just an open screen door or it's just an open door, basically lights on me. And so I don't want to block the full spectrum sunlight. Cause I'm getting that benefit that outweighs the blue light from the screen. So Fuck yeah. And, and just, there we go. And, and just again, wrapping up, you know, like the, the blue light blockers, again, so many of us are on screens, whether it's our phone or laptop uh, or just, 
fluorescent lights, LED lights in our house or in our environment. And, and these and these glasses are blocking most of those lights, right, Matt? And, and that prevents us from releasing things like cortisol because we're not supposed to be releasing our stress hormone at night. We're supposed to be releasing melatonin and getting ready to wind down from the day. Exactly. Yep. It's that simple, but it's not intuitive maybe at first, you know? Yeah. So, so you hooked us up. We got a discount code for you guys to get these dope glasses. I want everyone listening right now to really take action, take ownership of your health and wellness. This is one of the best ways to fucking do it. Matt, my man, do you have any final last words and where can people connect with you at? Yeah, of course. Well, so people can reach out on Instagram. My personal Instagram is the light diet. And if you ask me some questions, you know, I'd love to get back to you at some point and uh, maybe even make a video or a story or a post about that. Also, in fact, raw underscore optics, that's R-A, that's named for the sun god, raw, um, R-A underscore optics on Instagram. People can also send us messages there and We'll get back to you there as well. If you want to give me a, you know, ask me questions and stuff, go to the light diet, but follow both pages because the educational content I'm going to be sharing is more and more on the raw optics Instagram page. And that is the absolute move uh, for people to get in touch with us and check out what we're doing. People can go to our website, rawoptics.com. That's raoptics.com. And it's really, really cool. A lot. We're working on so many different exciting things with the business. Um, internally, externally, uh, just, you know, eventually we're gonna have some, up, you know, new frame styles. Uh, we're just going to always be improving our lenses year by year based on whatever data is available. Um, you know, just like the new iPhone model every year, something like that every way possible. And that's, that's, uh, really the story. And, and my fam- my final, uh, thought that I would like to share it's just a good quote that I actually heard from Tim Ferriss on a podcast recently that he said a good friend of his shared, and it's been really sticking with me. I just feel like everyone could benefit from this. It's if you have, if you make easy choices, you'll live a very hard life. But if you make hard choices, you'll live a very easy life. And so it's like taking the incentive to make, you know, to get glasses, to start observing your circadian rhythms and optimizing them with morning sunrises and morning walks and sunlight exposure and morning outdoor activity combined with blocking blue light at night with the glasses. Um, like your, for example, we have the night glasses, which are those red ones and the day glasses here. The simple difference is that they both block uh, more than enough blue light to keep you well protected. It's just that the night glasses block an even further spectrum into the green range to further optimize your sleep. So you'd use these during the day to protect from blue light when you're indoors on a screen uh, and not exposed to sunlight like I am right now, or it's basically in an office or a school, like would be classroom would be the two biggest times uh, or in a home office or in a grocery store. That's when you would use these. And because they, they protect you a ton, but because they don't block as much, you get really good color perception with these lenses. The night lenses, it's time to wind down and get you tired. So they block an even further spectrum. So everyone really needs both to get the maximal benefits, unless you're like me and you work from home and you can totally just be in a natural light environment all day long. Then I, I don't really use the day lenses a ton because of that. Um, or, you know, also called screen lenses and the other ones, the night lenses are called sleep lenses. So that's, that's a really big, uh, good thing for people to know on the distinction between the, the day and night lenses, also known as screen and sleep lenses. Simple, but 
Yo, Matt, real quick, man. I just want to acknowledge you. I just want to acknowledge you, dude, for, for all of the work that you're doing, for your hunger, for, for knowledge and growth and wisdom, and for being so purpose-driven. You know, I love what you said about the more revenue you bring in, the more income you bring in, the more impact you're making in the world. And I think that's such a valuable message for people out there who are looking to shine their inner light is sometimes we have limiting beliefs around money, um, asking for what we deserve and understand that by you asking for what you deserve and bringing in more money, you're making more impact. So many people need your skills and gifts, just like Matt. And, and, and Matt, I, I, like I said, bro, I'm so impressed by, by your commitment, your dedication, brother. And, and you're truly, you know, a healer and such a good example for, you know, any health and wellness practitioner, any entrepreneur who's, who's, who's really trying to create something special and you solve the problem based on a huge need. You found a lock and you identified the key that needed to be made for that lock and you open that fucking lock and underneath that door is so much uh, abundance and so much potential, bro. So thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, bro. And I'm, and I'm super stoked off collaborating and, and continuing to add value to each other and supporting each other's mission. Likewise, my man. I really appreciate it. It's been good chatting. Hell yeah, homie. We'll talk later and I can't wait to connect soon, right? All right. Likewise. Yeah. Whenever you're out here, it'd be cool to connect. So, um, all right. So podcast done (laughs) dope. Um, and then, yeah, man, once again, just like, even though we're still recording technically, but I just want to say thanks again. Like this is dope. Really appreciate it. Holy shit, fam. I don't know about you, but my mind was absolutely blown during that entire show with Matt. He is just a wealth of knowledge and we partnered up to create a special uh, opportunity for you to get a pair of Raw Optics glasses for a discount. So all you're going to do is visit rawoptics.com. It's raoptics.com and At checkout, you're just going to type in Coach Jeremy for your promo code. I believe that's going to get you 10% off. And just to let you know, the glasses that I wear, I get the pop design. You'll see a bunch of different designs there. I get the pop one. I think it's the most fresh, the most fly, because we all want to look good. Let's be honest. So it's P-O-P-P. That's the one that I get. And they're actually having a sale right now. So make sure to get over there, rawoptics.com, code Coach Jeremy. And again, I really appreciate you, your energy. Uh, It means the world to me. So thank you. Thank you so much. And until next time, you already know what time it is. It's time to shine your light and exchange energy.